welcome to tits up when things go tits up they're broken tits up can also mean brave up and get on with it this is what we do as mothers when things are broken we pull up our big girl pants and we wade through the muck He's too big for that. He shouldn't be waking in the night. You shouldn't need to feed your baby in the night after six months, three months, even I've heard eight weeks, because most babies will need um, night feeds for quite a while. More, your mobile baby's burning some calories during the day. He's big teething. Those molars are pretty nasty. 18 months, so any time from nine to 18 months can be a pretty hard time for babies who are teething and little toddlers. And then they need to refuel on that little love tank after that busy day exploring. So these are all equally valid reasons for night nursing. Whereas we might think of the person who sleeps a bit more as a bit on the slow side, but really our bodies are all different. We have different sleep requirements and so do your babies and toddlers. So what do you do if you wake up and you're a bit out of it at night time? And just imagine if you've got a partner and you snuggled up to them and they told you to get over on your own side of the bed. You need to learn to self-settle. We're not encouraging bad habits. Hello, it's Pinky here with the Tits Up episode. This is a solo one today and I'm going to be discussing night weaning because there's so much pressure around night weaning and we hear rumours about, and I say they're rumours because they just come from everywhere, that He's too big for that. He shouldn't be waking in the night. You shouldn't need to feed your baby in the night after six months, three months, even I've heard eight weeks, so, which is ridiculous because most babies will need um, night feeds for quite a while. And while we tend to think of small babies needing night feeds, it's actually very common for babies to wake and breastfeed at night time right through the first year and even beyond that. There's some sound physiological reasons for night feeds from gross births, when babies might need to drink a bit more or eat a bit more. Your mobile baby's burning some calories during the day. He's flat out. He's got a busy little brain that's um, processing all the information he's discovered during the day. So he's going to be restless or awake or need a bit of extra fuel for that growing brain and boosting your baby's immunity because when he becomes mobile, he's exposed to an increasing array of bugs and to pain relief, think teething. Those molars are pretty nasty and they can come, you know, they're often through the molars and canines, often through by around 18 months. So any time from nine to 18 months can be a pretty hard time for babies who are teething and little toddlers. And then again, there'll be some more what we call two-year-old molars and they will be coming through maybe a bit before two, maybe a bit after, even closer to three for some children. And of course, there's the emotional connection, the security, and refueling your baby's love tank after a busy day exploring. You know, your little baby, you're meeting their needs, your, their wants and needs are the same. You need to pick them up to get them out of danger. You're doing a lot more touching. You're doing a lot more connecting. And then as they become busy little toddlers and start running around and amusing themselves during the day, you kind of let them go a little bit. And then they need to refuel on that little love tank after that busy day exploring. So these are all equally valid reasons for night nursing. And if your toddler over a year old nurses at night, you know, breastfeeds at night, and you're okay with this, go with the adage. It's it's not a problem for us. It's not a problem. And it doesn't matter about the 
pressure out there. If people aren't offering to do an overnight or bring you casseroles or help you in some way so you can get a rest, it's none of their business. Bit hard though, isn't it, when you get the flat? However, if you're feeling you'd like to reduce or stop the night feeds or if your toddler's nursing what seems like non-stop all night, there are ways to shut down the mummy milk bar and night wean gradually with love. Now, first up, it's always best to address the reasons for waking before you make any changes. And this way, you might find it much less stressful for you and your little child as his arousals and waking just reduce naturally. So let's consider why your toddler's waking at night. And I can't emphasize this enough. I'm probably going to repeat myself as I say these things about why is your kid waking at night? We don't want just a one-size-fits-all kind of method to stop your child waking up. This isn't where I'm going. If those of you who know me and who've read my works and who've heard me talk before will know that I'm not into sleep training. I'm not into one-size-fits-all BS, and I'm certainly not into, you know, going and doing the maths about awake periods and asleep periods and how much sleep your child will need because all children are different, just as adults vary. Some people can work and function beautifully on five or six hours a night of sleep. Others need their good eight hours to function well. And there's no difference between, you know, we don't call adults good people or bad people. In fact, often we look at the person who needs the least sleep and say, wow, isn't she a dynamo? Whereas we might think of the person who sleeps a bit more as a bit on the slow side, but really our bodies are all different. We have different sleep requirements and so do your babies and toddlers. So, you know, if you are awake and you feel upset, you're in pain, you're uncomfortable, you're a bit anxious, you've had a bad dream, what do you do? Do you reach out for comfort? Do you snuggle up to your partner? Do you get up and make a warm drink? So what do you do if you wake up and you're a bit out of it at night time? And just imagine if you've got a partner and you snuggled up to them and they told you to get over on your own side of the bed. You need to learn to self-settle. We're not encouraging bad habits. How ridiculous is that for an adult? And yet we herald this rot for little children. But when you deal with the reasons for waking, and it might be teething, might be, you know, those molars are rough, it might be food sensitivities, and if you're patient around the developmental stages like separation anxiety and learning to walk and talk, when it's hard to switch off busy little brains, the waking stops or at least it decreases and you don't even have to put yourself into a, an active weaning situation. So let's go through some of the reasons for toddlers waking and how you can address these quite simply. For instance, if your toddler's waking due to teething discomfort, he might want to have a little breastfeed to help him relax and get back to sleep. And we know that, you know, feeding the sucking reaction will help him relax the hormones that come through, the chemicals that come through in your breast milk at night. Your breast milk at night is really rich in tryptophan, which is a precursor to serotonin. So you're helping him develop more serotonin receptors anyway. So think of it being good for his brain. Of course, you probably don't want to be the milk bar all night boosting that busy little brain but it's not a bad thing it's actually quite a healthy thing for your child your older baby your toddler and one simple thing to do with teething is to try and elevate your little one's head when he sleeps because when he's lying flat there'll be more circulation to the head and jaw area and this can mean more discomfort for teething toddlers also and babies 
And also during teething, there's usually more drool or saliva, which as it trickles a bit down your baby's throat, it can cause him to cough or gag and wake him up. So if your baby's in a cot or if he's on a mattress on the floor, we can talk about floor beds later. Simply pop a couple of folded towels or a little pillow under the mattress to raise his head a little bit. If he's older and over 18 months and you feel he might be safe with a pillow, he's not tummy sleeping and snuggling his face into the pillow, um, you can actually try him with a, a tiny child's pillow during the day and just see how, how it works for him while you're watching him before you leave him with the pillow at night time. And let's think of separation anxiety. From your toddler's perspective, as he falls asleep, he's temporarily leaving you. As he moves through the developmental stages from crawling to walking to running to developing language, his world is expanding at an incredible rate. And this can be overwhelming. So it's natural for your little one to want to be close to his secure base, which is you, of course. And also when you have a baby, as I mentioned, you're constantly attending and responding to their needs. And when the needs become less intense, when your baby becomes a mobile baby or a toddler, it's easy to let him just get on with it. And it's fine, perfectly all right. You know, we all want to encourage our kids to play a little bit independently and support that if that's what they're happy to do. And of course, they vary in age when this happens. But it can mean that without little refills to his emotional tank during the day, and by filling the emotional tank, it's cuddles, eye contact, focused attention, he will express a stronger need for connection at bedtime and he might be experiencing separation anxiety such as, you know, some separations like childcare for the first time. So it's perfectly natural for, what, for him to want to catch up on some time with you at bedtime. So, you know, you, you can encourage independence, but push, pushing your little one beyond his limits, it usually results in more clingy behaviours. So if you sit in his room and cuddle or hold a hand on him as he falls asleep, that is if he's not sleeping in your bed or even if he is, you know, maybe lie down with him for a little while. And that will elicit some relaxation hormones that help him reach a deeper sleep. If you've got a slightly bigger toddler, you can lead him through a relaxation exercise by saying goodnight to each of his body parts and telling him to become feel them becoming heavy and sleepy. You know, you start at the toes, move to the legs, the tummy and so on and say, good night, sleepy toes, good night, sleepy legs, all the body parts that he knows right up to good night, sleepy eyes. And if he talks, remind him in a quiet, calm voice that it's sleep time. And now these are the kids nearer two, um, you know, under two, you're probably not going to be able to do that very well at all because they're just wriggly little bunnies. And you might find it easier just to breastfeed him to sleep or to just lie down and cuddle him to sleep. But don't try and force him to self-settle before he's ready because bedtime should be a calming and welcoming space and not a time of stress. And when bedtime becomes stressful, often little ones become more resistant to going to sleep in the first place, but it can also make them wake more often because they've got some elevated stress hormones that make it difficult for them to relax and sleep soundly. So just try and see that time spent at bedtime, helping your little one fall asleep as an investment in your relationship, as well as a healthy way to encourage some sound, deep sleep. Dreams and nightmares. Toddlers have lots of REM sleep. That's a rapid eye movement, very light sleep. So now dreams and possibly even nightmares can influence their sleep and their waking. And young toddlers are going to be processing all of their amazing development and light sleep. And this is when you find them waking up chatting or pull themselves up in the cot and then waking. No, they don't want to wake up, but their busy brain's practicing the new skills they're learning. 
And as imagination comes on board, as they get a little bit older, perhaps around two to three even, they might wake from a scary dream. So that's that's another time to, you know, comfort and support your child and hold them and cuddle them, tell them you're here, you're safe, stay with them as long as they need you to help relax and might be cuddling them back to sleep in your bed or theirs. Teething, I've mentioned that, haven't I? Food intolerance. Now, one big reason for waking, lots of, I don't know, lots of parents seem to have a lot of success when they address food intolerance. Now, food additives are present in lots of, lots of foods, all processed foods pretty much, and they can dramatically affect sleep patterns, but they can also occur in natural, you know, there's naturally occurring chemicals that are found in otherwise really beautiful, healthy foods such as berries, grapes, apples, citrus, tomatoes, and, you know, and of course, in some of the processed foods. And some children can be quite sensitive and become restless after eating foods containing salicylates. Now, that's like I said, the berries, grapes, tomatoes, citrus, quite high in salicylate, some of the other foods too, and it's the cumulative. Your child might have had, um, I don't know, some, some berries in the afternoon. They might have some spaghetti sauce at night that's got concentrated tomatoes. Uh, they might have had other things during the day that are quite high in salicylates. And then, of course, at night time, they'll be restless and they'll wake up. So if you do suspect food allergies, if you've got a family history of food allergies, it's more likely, or intolerance, seek professional help from a dietitian and try eliminating some suspect foods. And lots of parents find that just cutting out or cutting down on the foods that are high in salicylates can make a difference within a few days. This isn't like a true allergy. It's quite a minefield finding out what's going on for your child. But often just cutting down those salicylates or cutting them out for a week and then reintroducing them to a level that seems to be okay for your child. Check out the Food Intolerance Network at fedup.com.au. I'll put that in the show notes for you, that link. I'll put some links in there for you. Another thing that helps toddlers become wakeful or impacts their sleep can be bladder awareness. And as the connections between the brain and the bladder develop, and often your child isn't actually ready to be out of nappies and going to the toilet at night time, of course, they're, you know, deep and sleepy and what have you, but that your baby, your toddler can be woken up by the sensation of a full bladder. So he's waking to wee, or he might be passing large amounts of urine, so he could be, could be waking from the discomfort of a cold, wet nappy, depending on what sort of nappies you're using too. So if your child's old enough and going to the potty during the day, and I'm talking generally children over two, two and a half to three, and some of these children do still wake up and have a boob at night time. So if you're listening to this and you're a little bit surprised about it, please don't be, you know, please be open-minded because sometimes these children wake and they get just as upset about being awake or have just as much of a difficult time going back to sleep as perhaps we would. And if they're still having a breastfeed and they, they won't be breastfeeding like a newborn, if you've got a young baby, you know, a toddler doesn't breastfeed like that. They might breastfeed just before they go to bed. They might breastfeed if they fall over and hurt themselves. Um, it's, it's often a comfort thing, but there is still just as much concentrated nutrition and immune factors in breast milk, whatever age. And when you're thinking about weaning, um, 
Kathy Detwiller, a lactation consultant from the States, did a study and a literature review and found that the average age of weaning is somewhere between three years and or even two years, I think it might have been, and about seven years. So someone's bringing down the average or someone's pushing it up somewhere. Um, and I think culturally, we're just not expecting to see a toddler breastfeed over a certain age. And that just depends on what we've been exposed to. So if your child's now going to the potty during the day, a simple thing to do is what I call a dream wee. Just before you go to bed, you can lift your sleepy little toddler, carry him to the toilet, sit him there and in a quiet voice say, do a wee. You don't need to turn on lights, keep the lights dim, then just snuggle him and tuck him back into bed. And with a bit of luck, he will just arouse, do his wee and go back to sleep until a better time. So those are just some of the reasons that kids might be waking at night, just to show you that there are still reasons for toddlers to wake at night, just as, you know, we can wake at night for various things. So for other reasons for night waking, check out my book, Sleeping Like a Baby. It, it offers gentle sleep solutions from birth to three years, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can actually grab that free on Audible. If you're a member of Audible, you can get that free on Audible. So that's Sleeping Like a Baby if you want to. Otherwise, download the first chapter free from my website, and I'll put links in the show notes just to see if it's something that resonates with you. But it is just very gentle ideas to help you go get your child back to sleep or get some sleep for yourself now you really want a night wean we've gone through some of those reasons you're considering them whether they impact your child but you want a night wean so how do you gently wean from night feeds now ideally weaning from the night feed should be a gradual process just like daytime weaning um, choose which breastfeeds would be easiest to drop and then drop them one at a time. Or perhaps set a time that you won't be offering breastfeeds, but you'll comfort in other ways. And then as your little one becomes used to this, extend the non-nursing time. Now, how does this look? For instance, you might decide you'll comfort your toddler with cuddles before midnight, but you'll breastfeed after midnight. Or perhaps you'll breastfeed before midnight, but you'll comfort with cuddles only for the next block of time, say, might be around three or four hours or four hours during the night, or it might be right till morning, till the sun shines. Um, depending how often your little one's waking and whether this is frequent waking or a fairly predictable number of times. Now, generally, night weaning is not easy with a young one-year-old. It's generally after the teething, after the molars and canines are through, somewhere around 18 to 20 months is often an easier time to try and work out some night weaning. Depending on the reasons for your little one waking and going through what you can do and how you can help them eliminate some of those wake-up times, as I've just mentioned. Now, a good thing you can do once they get old enough, and again, once the molars and canines are through and they've got a little bit of comprehension around what they're doing, and sometimes this is around 18 to 20 months, again, teaching your child about full and empty. Now, you can use this um, process, whether you're bed sharing with your toddler or not, because sometimes bed sharing can make weaning a little bit harder. But if you're bed sharing with your toddler or they're in their own bed, you can try this to encourage night weaning. So when they're over the stressful teething times um, and they understand the concepts of full and empty, 
Teach your little one, play lots of games when he's awake. Pour water into cups and containers and talk about full and empty. Just emphasize them and make it fun. And, you know, because when kids wake up at night, they're just a little bit kind of, I don't like to use the word regress, but they're just a little bit slower than they might be in the daytime, just like we are. You know, sometimes it takes us a little while to get fully conscious and think about things that might be a bit new to us. So once they can, once your little one consistently understands the concept of full and empty, you can start the weaning process. As he wakes the first time during the night, you tell him, boobies are empty, or whatever your word for a breastfeed is. So boobies are empty and offer a little drink of water in a sippy cup and some cuddles. And he might be grumpy, but with some cuddles, he's soon going to settle down. But if he's very upset, he mightn't be ready. So perhaps wait a few weeks and try again. You know your baby best. Always, that's always my principle. You know your child best. And if everybody's going to be upset, it might not quite be time for your little one just yet. And if it's working, you know, he's settled down. And after a few nights, the next time, or even at this time, the next time he wakes up, don't please don't refuse the breast. You know, you told him they were empty and now they'll be full up. And you can emphasize that, you know, boobies are full. Yes, you can have a boobie. And if he's awake enough to listen, he might just be trying to grab a boob half asleep to resettle. So don't refuse the breast the next time. And over a few nights, as he settles calmly with the first waking without a breastfeed, you can gradually increase the times between night nursing. For instance, you can stretch from not breastfeeding the first time he wakes up to the second time as well and telling him boobies are empty and gradually decreasing the breastfeeds as you offer water and cuddles, because he might be thirsty until he stops those nighttime feeds. And of course, if he's unwell, there'll be hiccups and he'll backtrack. But even if your child backtracks if he's unwell, once he's better again, you'll be able to start again and he'll be able to start pretty much where you took off. It doesn't mean you're going to go backwards for weeks and months, unless your child's sick for a long time, but usually they're sick for a few days and step up the breastfeeds and get rid of those bugs and then you can start again when you feel they're okay. There's another thing teaching them, wait until the sun shines. Now, if you've got an older toddler, usually over two, that you can discuss night weaning with, you talk about having boobies when the sun shines. I did this with my kids. You know, you can have boobie when the sun shines. And then if your little one seems to grasp, grasp this concept, you can start to set some limits. You can also do this gradually too. For example, you can nurse during the early part of the night. Then depending on who usual wake up time, a few hours before morning, you might suggest you can have boobies when the sun shines. And as they become agreeable about waiting till the sun shines, you can extend that period, you know, go backwards a few hours, an hour or two each time. And to help sow the seeds of the night weaning by telling them about you know, booby or nurses when the sun shines. There is actually a beautiful children's book and it's written and illustrated by a couple of Canadian mothers, Catherine Havener and Sarah Burrier is the illustrator. And it's called Nurses When the Sun Shines. It's available from Amazon and some online bookstores. And again, I'll pop that link in the show notes for you too. So there's going to be a lovely little stack of resources for you to go through this process. You might like to get your partner to soothe little night owls if you've got a partner that you are living with or even sharing a bed with or even playing musical beds with 
And often little ones are happy to snuggle and they won't request a breastfeed because your partner isn't the one with the milk. There's no milky smell there. Some little ones find it distressing and will cry for mama because separation anxiety is still a big part for some little ones. And it's not a reflection on your partner's involvement with your child. It's just about that child and their readiness. So you'll know whether your child's upset or distressed or whether he can persevere for a little while and see whether he calms down. If he's distressed and escalating, it's better to wait a few weeks or months and try again. Just depending on the age of the child. I mean, I've had people who've managed this just before 12 months, you know, 10 or 11 months, they've managed to get the partner gets up to the baby at night and that can um, just mean the baby's rocked and cuddled to sleep and not having a breastfeed during the night. But there is so much development happening in the second year that even a few weeks can make a big difference in readiness for transitions. And you might find getting your partner to do one of the daytime sleeps with your little one, helping them settle for a daytime sleep, say for the afternoon nap when they've had a lovely run in the park, they're pretty exhausted and often a cuddle will just settle them um, and they'll be used to going to sleep just without mummy all the time and weaning off that feeding to sleep process. So co-sleeping and weaning. Now, if your baby's sleeping and sharing the bed with you, which is perfectly fine, my own kids shared the beds with us because I was a bit on the lazy side for getting up and down to them or they'd patter in at night. And, you know, as long as everybody sleeps, I didn't care if there was musical beds. And a lot of breastfeeding babies and toddlers who are sleeping with you will nurse frequently through the night. And while this is biologically normal for a little one who's busy during the day and seeking connection during the night, it can be more difficult to wean at night. You know, it's a bit like they're sleeping right next to the boobs that offer so much delicious comfort. So it's a bit like if we slept with a chocolate muffin on the pillow. It'd be difficult not to nibble, wouldn't it, that had this endless chocolate muffin on your pillow and you could smell it and, you know, you just want to reach up and have another bite of this chocolate muffin. And often when toddlers are co-sleeping, they, they can be quite restless. And we move, they move, we move, they move, and they tend to arouse more often. So it's easy to simply let them nurse because everyone manages to sleep and you aren't getting up to settle your child. But sometimes it can feel like just too much to be an all-night milk bar. Been there too, loves. And one possible solution to this is to cuddle your little one with his back to you, you know, just spoon him with his back to you. So he has that security of being held close, but the yummy mummy milk's not in his face. Another option is to move him gently out of your bed, at least for part of the night. So you might consider placing a single bed or a larger mattress on the floor. It might be either in your room or it might be in his own room depending on the space and the age and the development of your child. Settle your toddler in bed on the mattress and start this during the day so he gets used to his new sleep space over several days before you try any tricks at night time. So breastfeed or cuddle him to sleep as you usually do. And then when he's asleep, move away from him. This works better than moving the sleeping child because he'll wake up in the place he went to sleep and he'll call you if he needs you. Otherwise, as you go to move him, he might wake up anyway and then you start all over again. So overnight, you know, you do the same. If or when he wakes during the night, 
Join him on his mattress and resettle him with a breastfeed if you like. You can either stay awake and go back to your own bed or if you're too tired, finish the night on your child's mattress. Chances are there'll be fewer wakings, so there'll be fewer night nursings. If he just hasn't got that chocolate muffin on the pillow right next to him, you might find there'll be fewer wakings um, and you'll get a bit more sleep between those booby episodes. Now, that's pretty much it in a nutshell about how to very gently try these tactics to help your baby wean at night. Now, you want a bit more information, have a look at my book, Sleeping Like a Baby. I also have an ebook called Weaning with Love, which has all sorts of information and people's stories in it and recorded interviews with other experts. So have a look at that and go into the show notes and see all those resources and work out a good idea is to work out where you'd like to be and maybe even a time frame but of course we can't rely on children to fit a time frame because there's often going to be things come from left field so think about where you'd like to be what would be comfortable for you would it be to be able to breastfeed him once or twice in the night or to actually completely gradually wean and remember the mantra gradually with love and take those baby steps towards having a night without a booby, but also consider if you have a young toddler who is still teething, who may have some other reasons for night waking at night, a lot of people will be pressured and told that if you stop breastfeeding at night, your child won't wake up again because he's waking up to breastfeed. Well, actually, I think it's the reverse of that. When he wakes up, he's seeking comfort and the breast is a good way to comfort. So he may still wake up, but you won't have that amazing fast tool to make a difference and get him back to sleep very quickly and get yourself back to sleep very quickly too. So just consider all those things. Find some more information in my book, Sleeping Like a Baby, if you want to. Go in a little bit more deeply and have some more tips. Tips up, ladies. Pull up your big girl pants. We can do this. We are mothers. In the spirit of reconciliation, I acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the traditional owners and custodians of this country and their connection to land, water and community. We pay our respect to them, their cultures and customs and to elders past, present and emerging. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tits Up. This podcast was produced by Dave Stokes. For more information, connections with our guests and special offers from our show sponsors, please pop over to my website and check out the show notes, www.pinkymccabe.com. I would love it if you could please share the love by leaving a review. Five-star reviews will help other mums to find this support and information too.